Welcome to From Florida, where we share stories about the people, research, and innovations taking place at the University of Florida. I'm your host, Nikki Brown. Students at the University of Florida have many opportunities to engage in research, outreach, and civic engagement, which is such an important aspect of the educational experience. Today, we are going to highlight just one of the great programs on our campus, the Tessie Environmental Leaders Fellowship. This pilot program is hosted by the Thompson Earth Systems Institute. Tessie for short, and it is funded by the Henry David Thoreau Foundation. Students from all disciplines are invited to apply for a fellowship during which they participate in seminars, mentoring sessions, and a field experience and a community project. During the fellowship, the students learn about protecting the earth and gain the knowledge, skills, confidence, and connections to advocate for our planet now and in the future. This year, there were 12 fellows, and we are going to talk with two of them, Colleen Salesman and Sarisha Boudou. Welcome, Sarisha and Colleen. Hi, thanks for having us. Thank you. It's terrific to have you here. I'd like to hear a little more about you, where you are from, and what you are majoring in. Maybe we can start first with you, Sarisha. Yeah, so I am originally from upstate New York, born and raised in the Catskill Mountains, moved here in 014. Now I'm in Gainesville. I'm a senior studying political science and sustainability studies. And you, Colleen? Yes, I'm born and raised in South Florida. I'm an environmental science major in my senior year. And why were you interested in the Tessie Environmental Leaders Fellowship Program, Colleen? I've never had a lot of exposure to do a lot of activities in the environmental sector. I've had a lot of volunteer experience more in the traditional sense. But as far as going out and actually experiencing the field, I never had an opportunity to do that growing up. So I thought this would be a perfect chance to get that exposure with people that also enjoy doing such activities. So it was one of those perfect opportunities that just lighted up my eyes. Terrific. And Sarisha? Yeah, so I'm political science. So for me, it's kind of difficult to kind of find my position and role within the environmental organizations and roles. And when I found out about Tessie, it just offered this very immersive, diverse, disciplined background approach for students that didn't have to come specifically from these STEM backgrounds. So for me, I found out about that and I felt like it was very much tailored to my interest. And one thing that really stood out was also just the inclusivity factor. I feel like a lot of environmental organizations do promote that, but Tessie really seemed to really, you know, harness a lot of its values in that. So for me, that definitely captivated me right away. And how did that really support your academic goals? You say political science and, you know, there is a tangent, of course, what's discussed in politics and the way we lead and the decisions that are made, there are impacts. But how did that really groove with what you had in mind for your academics? Yeah, so policy is definitely, you know, one of my major interests. Climate and environmental communication is so, so important. So Tessie really equips us to have the right skills, the knowledge, the confidence to go out there, communicate with people from different communities, different leaders, even younger students with these ideas of climate and environmental education and communication. And I think for policy, as far as that goes, everyone needs to be involved and everyone needs to understand. So that's where I'm heading um, in terms of major academic goals and, you know, where um, Tessie's going to equip me to harness these strengths to get there. And Colleen? Yeah, so similar to Sarisha, actually, I'm also interested in policy. <laughs> Going through the program, one of the um, field experiences we'll also probably talk about later was um, we ended up visiting Cedar Key. And in Cedar Key, we got to explore some of the different environmental um, justice issues they're having as well as with their environment and impacts related to climate change. 
in going through this program, we are able to um, see a lot of the physical aspects that we could apply to our later careers. So attending this program, I actually was able to kind of solidify what I really wanted to do later on as well. And can you tell us about some of the things that you did see when you were in Cedar Key and some of those experiences? Just give us some, a couple of examples. So one of the really cool things that actually happened when we went to Cedar Key is Cedar Key is um, a really small city in which they have a older population and then a really large like snowbird migrant population as well. We actually, the day that we went, it aligned with a dog fest that they had going on. So it was actually a really, really lighthearted day in that sense. But we still got a lot of viewpoints from both visitors and residents that they're seeing impacts in the way that like the the vegetative landscape is changing. They could see how like the tourist industry had been affected or how it actually gained traction um, from like the COVID pandemic. But we also could see like that they did have issues supporting their population with that that migrant um, population, that visitor population as well. Sarisha, were you part of that visit as well? Yeah. So yeah, Cedar Key was also a very brand new place for me to visit as well. It was really great. We did some horseshoe uh, crab tagging along the way. For me, I think one thing I really got out of that was just learning about the way solutions are approached from that community standpoint. There's some really great research going on there, and it was amazing to see the way the research was implemented in a way where the community was aware of it. It was something that was also benefiting the human aspect as well as the environmental aspect. So there's a lot of aquaculture stuff going on there, clam and oyster farming, as well as um one major issue that they have going on there is erosion on their coastal properties. So there's a lot of, you know, mitigation efforts for um, natural seawalls that help not only just people living there, but also the environment, as well as, you know, the aquaculture going on there. Um, instead of using nets, they're using a lot more sustainable practices, which benefit the economy in the long run, as well as the environment. And I would imagine, too, for two people who are looking at policy and may well be shaping our future in terms of those policies, understanding that community connection and how that really impacts the efficacy of these programs must have been very powerful for you both. Yes, definitely. I know we got the opportunity to do a lot of community interviews, and in doing so, we got to hear both sides, essentially, of the impacts related to the net ban that Sarisha had mentioned um, and how they actually saw it being very positive to the community and how they, they actually enjoyed that that had been implemented to protect the wildlife, but also how it did hinder some fishermen in the area and how it did disrupt the community. But they saw growth and they were able to facilitate that growth through the programs such as like the Living Shoreline Project or the implementation of the clam industry. And was this part of the spring break experience? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Were there other field trips that you took on the on the trip? Yeah. So it was the first day when we were we were at Cedar Key. We visited the Shell Mounds. It was this really amazing, you know, archaeological natural site, just like what five minutes away from Cedar Key. Itself. Yeah, it wasn't very far, and you could tell. But it was also really interesting to see how the landscape changed mm -hmm. in between Shell Mount and Cedar Key as well. It was almost two very different environments, but very close together. But yeah, we got to learn some of more of the indigenous culture and education harnessed behind just the environment, how it was valued, how that environment, you know, was utilized. And for us, it was just such a transformative experience. Like I think. Some of us, you know, may have shed a tear or two. Um, no, definitely. One of our, our teammates also <laughs> cried a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of tears. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, that was amazing. We also um, 
Oh boy. We went <laughs> to a lot of places, the Silver Springs Museum, yeah. Silver Springs itself. We did some, you know, kayaking around. So the program does bring together those students who have very diverse backgrounds and fields of study. And has that been part of the the power of this whole experience for you? I would say it definitely has. Being able to not only meet um, people from different majors that are also interested in sustainability, like Sharisha, although she is a sustainability major, she has a very large grasp on the concept of sustainability and how to apply it to her own um, interests, which is something you could see with a lot of our other fellows as well. We had a data scientist, we have a zoology major, and even I think some other communication majors as well, which was interesting to see how they intertwine in the field and also how you can really apply that to your future careers. It was a very impactful experience. You got to get those different perspectives from the fellows as well as all the other people in the fields that we, we were able to meet. Was there anything surprising that you learned from your your fellow fellow fellows? Well, you know, for one thing, like Earth Systems is about the interconnectedness of all these chemical, physical, biological processes that impact things very differently. And with that being said, you do need a very broad discipline of studies being approached to these topics. So for me, you know, I'm very rooted in the very human side of the environment, policy, even some of the anthropological. We had one or two anthropology majors, I believe. But also for me, just learning about the whole like STEM background. So, you know, we had some people that were zoology, as mentioned, I think marine sciences as well. You know, I'll admit sometimes those topics are a little intimidating for someone that doesn't have much of this very, you know, STEM scientific background, especially when it comes to like, you know, the language and the communication behind it. A lot of these words can just seem, you know, kind of go over my head every now and then, but being around these fellows that were willing to take the time, you know, explain it to you. I realized that everyone may have a different discipline, but at the end of the day, it benefits us all. And, you know, it strengthens what we're studying and, you know, we're able to apply that in our own ways. And what about your final projects that you took part in with community partners? Maybe Colleen, you can tell us a little bit about that as well. Yeah, for my community project, I'm working with a team to develop a survey that measures student engagement with the Climate Action Plan um, 2.0 on campus through the Office of Sustainability. We found that it's a very integrated process in which they do publish a lot of their information as they go. However, not a lot of students know about it. So we wanted to kind of engage students, see like what they know about it, where they are in the process, if they're, they've even participated with it, and give that information back to the Office of Sustainability so they can use in their future studies as well. We just released our survey, so it's actually live right now if anyone wants to do it. Where can they find that survey if they want to participate? We're actually in the process of putting some survey flyers up around campus with QR codes. So if anybody's listening to this, we're trying to put one in Library West. There's going to be one in the IBC in La Casita, as well as some other um, places around campus. So if you see it, whip out your phone, do the QR code, and it's just less than five minutes. Fantastic. And is it primarily for students or is it for the entire community? It's for mostly the UF community to engage their process in the program's initiative. Great. And Sarisha, your final project? Yeah. So I'm working on a K through 12 educational outreach program, actually. So we are creating a set of educational videos, lesson plans, and resources and materials to assist. Teachers can use them, but also homeschooled children, tutoring programs. And these lesson plans are focused on 
for us, we're focusing on the Florida aquifer and coastal marine processes. So for me, my the extent of my video is focused on the geological formations of these Florida aquifers. That's a really important thing when harnessing environmental stewardship and the value of these systems, because just learning about the very intricate historical processes that led to the way we're getting our drinking water. You know, we just turn on a tap, it's there. But when you learn about just all these vast systems that created this, to me, you know, it brings up so much importance. So we're creating these lessons to foster in a whole generation of scientists, educators, policymakers, starting them off young. <laughs> and I think we touched on this a little bit, but can you tell us more about how this program might have given you a, a new focus or maybe crystallized the plans that you already had? And maybe we'll start with you, Sarisha, and, and then Colleen. Education is something I've always thought about, obviously, because I feel like that equips everyone to be better communicators. When you are very confident with the topic, the best way to approach that is through education. So for me, it's figuring out what exactly I wanted to do in education. That was the next step. But being with Tessie, you know, I figured out I'm not limited. There are so many other routes, environmental education. That's something I've been, you know, kind of scared to approach because it's not within my, you know, field of study. But now having some experience with that, it's definitely something I'm interested in. Even museum education, like, you know, being in the Florida Museum and also the Silver uh, River Museum as well. Like, just seeing the way it's so immersive and engaging, um, you know, museum education is something that has also sparked my interest. And then policy, as always, I think is something, it's always been on my agenda, but I feel like I'm really interested in the ways of which we approach policy. So going back to that social and community aspect, figuring out what policy is best for certain communities. I really do enjoy that aspect of going out into these communities, talking to them, engaging yourself, you know, becoming a part of that community and finding out what's best for them. Because if we have policymakers writing these policies behind their desk without going into these communities, we're not going to find these effective solutions. So for me, that's something that I've really enjoyed. And Colleen? Yeah, so similar to Sarisha, I've also always had an interest in the education side. Prior experience, I've had interest in education more in the traditional aspect of, you know, being in the school system, K through 12. But I realized over time, it's not necessarily something that interests me in the further. I would like to practice education through outreach more so. And going through the program, especially one of the first days when we're in Cedar Key, we were able to immerse ourselves with one of the extension offices in Cedar Key and getting that experience and seeing what they can do, um, seeing that you can work with outreach, but also you can work with research as well and develop solutions actively in your community. It was something that I was very interested in doing. I will say that the program didn't necessarily change what I wanted to do. It did help crystallize it though in the future. I see um, more opportunities and how I can integrate my interest into different options later on. So it definitely was um, a completely immersive and beneficial experience. Well, it will be terrific to see what you both achieve in the future. I have no doubt there are big things coming. Thank you so much, Sarisha and Colleen, for joining us today. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for having us. Listeners, thank you for joining us for another episode of From Florida. Our executive producer is Brooke Adams and our technical producer is James Sullivan. I'm your host, Nikki Brown, and I hope you'll join us next time. <laughs>